Hey, everybody, and welcome to week three of the NFL season and therefore episode three of NFL Insights. Brennan uh, is very anxious to put week two in the rearview mirror as he had a historic wipeout last week, maybe his worst week ever, uh, as he was seven and eight, and he also uh, did not get his lock of the week right. Uh, it was a wild week. But uh, he's going to get back on the horse, and we're going to start off with uh, one of the meh games with the 1-1 one one Saints traveling to Carolina to take on the 0-2 Panthers. Bren? Yeah, not a game that uh, I don't think a lot of people are talking about. The Saints, of course, the one time I picked them to beat uh, Tom Brady and the, Buccaneers in the re- in, and the Buccaneers in the regular season, they didn't do it. Uh, Jameis Winston was... Uh, gave us a little flashback by throwing three interceptions. So he was taking good care of the ball recently, but not in that one. Three interceptions, including a pick six, which lost them the game. And the Panthers, I thought they would be 2-0 and by now, honestly, or at least 1-1. and I mean, Baker Mayfield's better than Sam Darnold, but uh, they're just barely losing these games. And uh, Matt Rule's just a terrible coach. It's I think it's kind of uh, well-known at this point. And... Uh, a lot of people think think he could be the first head coach fired, and I think it would only uh, people would only want it more if they lose this one. Uh, the Saints have a really uh, talented defense. We saw that last week. The Buccaneers had like three points through three quarters, and the Panthers' offense has been uh, all right. They uh, don't really start off well, and then they do good near the end, but it's not enough. Uh, a true toss-up. The Panthers did beat the Saints at home last year with with uh, Sam Darnold as their quarterback, and Sean Payton was the Saints' head coach then. I picked the Panthers twice now, and both times they've uh, they've lost. I feel like if I were, were to pick the Saints, then the Panthers would win. So I guess I'm going to take the Panthers, and we'll see what happens. I think that's a good move with uh, Jameis being questionable and Kamara also being questionable. They're banged up. I don't think they're going to be 100% on offense, if I may interject my opinion. Uh, okay, and we go to another meh game where uh, we'll go to Soldier Field where the 1-1 one one Bears will welcome in the 0-1-1 Texans and their former head coach, Lovey Smith. Yeah, another... Uh game that isn't really exciting. This might be the worst one of the week. Uh, two teams that don't really have a lot of many, two teams, but that two teams that don't have good offenses. Uh, the Bears were, were great in the run game with David Montgomery last week, but not in the passing game. Fields only was 7-11, 7 of 11 for 70 yards and one interception, if I'm re- remembering correctly. And Davis Mills is playing okay. The offense only could score three field goals versus the Broncos, but they kept it close, and this team is, has been in every single game that they've played. This is um, a matchup between two quarterbacks that were that were drafted in last year's draft, the twenty twenty one the twenty twenty one NFL draft. Justin Fields on the Bears, and Davis Mills on the Texans. Uh, a true toss up. I think it's really going to be a defensive type of game. But if I had to pick, I'm going to go with the. Texans, and I'm probably not going to do that Do that very much. We'll see. Okay, and let's head down to Indianapolis, where the Colts will be welcoming in the 2-0 Chiefs, and this one looks like a mismatch on paper. Yeah, it does. I think this might be my lock of the week. The 
Colts came into the season with a lot of hype. They looked like the clear best team in the AFC South, but I don't know about that. It's a really weak division. I think it's the weakest in the league this year. A lot of people thought they would uh, beat, beat up the Texans. That didn't happen. They were the ones getting beaten up through four quarters. They were down 3-20 to 20 in the fourth quarter. Then they scored touchdowns, but the, but it went into overtime and they couldn't finish it. So it, what, and then it resulted in a tie. Then they were without wide receivers Michael Pittman Jr. and Alec Pierce against the Jaguars. Then they lost 24-0. Understandable, because Matt Ryan had no wide receivers to throw to at all. And linebacker Shaquille Leonard, the face of the defense, was out for those two games, and he's out again. I don't think the Colts are going to be shut out because they've got Pittman and Pierce back. But um, this offense, I still, I think, desperately needs another wide receiver. I mean, Jonathan Taylor is great. Pittman is talented, but Alec Pierce hasn't done much, and they've got Moali Cox at tight end, but he hasn't done much this year. And they did pick a third. They did pick another tight end in the third round named Jelani Woods, but he hasn't done much of anything. I really don't know why the Colts haven't signed T.Y. Hilton or Will or Will Fuller yet to to good free agents. Uh, as it stands right now, I don't think the Colts uh, have the quarterback or weapons to uh, compete with the Chiefs. So that's why I'm picking the Chiefs to win. Wouldn't surprise me if it was a, a blowout. Okay, how long has it been since we've uh, seen an AFC East battle featuring the 2-0 Bills at the 2-0 Dolphins? I scarcely can remember. Um, Dolphins, Tua's coming off a dominant performance. Uh, Bills a little banged up heading into this one. Um, How do you see this one breaking down? So the Bills are looking like the clear Super Bowl favorites. Uh, They destroyed the Rams at their house. The defending Super Bowl champions got destroyed. The Bills won that one 31 to 10, despite committing four turnovers. And then they beat last year's number one seed, the the and they beat last year's number one seed in the AFC, the Titans, 41 to seven. And Ryan Tannehill played. Ryan Tannehill played so bad he got benched for rookie quarterback Malik Willis near the end. But I don't think that's gonna. But I think Tannehill's probably gonna end up starting most of the season. But um, yes, the Bills are a little banged up and in heading into this game. Cornerback uh, Dane Jackson who uh, had to go to the hospital after an injury last week is out. And I figured, I figured, I figured that would be the case because, because it would take him some time to heal. And one of their safe, one of their safeties, uh, Micah Hyde is out. So they're going to be shorthanded in the second. They're going to be a little short in the secondary. And until Tredavious White comes back, uh, they're relying on two rookie cornerbacks named uh, Kyer Elam and Christian Benford. They've been, playing pretty well this season, but it seems as if both of them are going to be matched up against Tyreek Hill and, and Jalen Waddle, the two speedsters the Dolphins have. And uh, it's going to be, I think they're, they're going to be in for a long day uh, with rookies against these two guys. They, they might be the best. They're one of the best duos in the league. And it's, it's a short week for the Bills, having just played on Monday. And uh, I think this, I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's, I think there is potential for a shootout. The Dolphins could very well pull off the upset, but uh, I'm going to go with the Bills here. Oh, I thought for sure you were going to take the Dolphins after all that explanation. All right, let's go to an NFC North battle featuring your favorite team, the Vikings, who uh, are 1-1, one one, welcoming in the 1-1 one one Lions. Uh, can the Vikings get back to uh, prior form after laying an egg on Monday night? I think so. Uh, 
it's uh, a little bit of a short week, but I think they're going to be motivated to play well. The score was 24 to 7 at the half, and that's what it ended up being. The Vikings did get into the the Vikings got close to scoring a couple of times. I saw that despite quitting through despite quitting near the end of the third quarter because of how poorly they were playing. I, it happens sometimes. But um, the, they're at home, and Kirk Cousins generally generally plays pretty well uh, at home with the Vikings and, and overall. Um, the Lions have uh, been explosive on offense through the first uh, two games. They've scored over 30 points in both of those games, but those were both at home, and now... Now the Lions are going on the road. Minnesota is a tough place to play with the crowd noise and and the talent that they've got. Uh, Andrew Booth Jr., the second-round pick of the Vikings, is out with a quad, and Harrison Smith is questionable, I suppose, as he is in as he has has a concussion or he has a, he's in the concussion protocol. Uh, I could see another shootout here, um, but at the end of the day, I think the Vikings will win it. Okay, let's head up to New England, where the one and one Patriots will be welcoming in the one and one Ravens. So this is the Patriots' home opener. They had to wait until week three for their home opener, like the Colts, who we already talked about, and the Buccaneers, which is a little later. Um, the Patriots' offense has just been average through two weeks. Uh, only seven points in the loss versus the Dolphins in week one, and they got the win against the Steelers, but it was only 17 to 14. Uh, just not a very good offense, and uh, the defense has been pretty good, but uh, this team is probably going to have to score more if they weren't going to want to win. Uh, the Ravens had a unbelievable collapse against the Dolphins. Lamar Jackson played fantastic, but still wasn't enough as the Ravens were up 35-14 to 14 in the fourth quarter and blew it versus the Dolphins. Um, it was I couldn't believe it because the Ravens put so much effort into upgrading the defensive line and the secondary, and that still happened. Uh, it's just uh, unbelievable, but they've got to put it behind them. Uh, I think they already have, and I think they're going to be motivated to finish. The Patriots are much worse on they are far, are far worse on offense than than the Dolphins are, and uh, I think they're going to. I think the Ravens are going to get are going to get the win here. Okay, and let's head down to uh, MetLife, uh, where the one and one Jets will be welcoming in the uh, defending AFC champs. Uh, but if they keep playing the way they are, uh, they're not going to be AFC champs again, are they, the Bengals? No, if they're not careful, they might not even make the playoffs. They're 0-2. No one could have seen this coming. Um, and th- what makes it even more painful is the quarterbacks that are beating them that, that have beaten them throughout two weeks and the ways in which they're losing they've lost to Mitchell Trubisky and Cooper Rush through two weeks if you if you lose to Mahomes Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers that's one thing but these two guys come on uh and the other thing is that they lost both of those games on last second field goals so it's like they're trying to imitate the 2021 Vikings over here and uh yeah, the offensive line, the so-called fixed offensive line, they signed three offensive linemen in free agency, but they've allowed 13 they've allowed 13 sacks through two games, which is uh, unbelievable. And Burrow's going to probably be sacked 50 times or more if this 
continues. Um, but this is a must win. The The Jets did nothing on offense against the Ravens week one, but then they beat the Browns with, um, with they, they were incredibly lucky. It was a miraculous win. They had a wide open touchdown to Corey Davis, then recovered an onside kick, which almost never happens, then scored another touchdown. And uh, I don't think they're going to get that lucky again. The Bengals know this is a must win uh, game. The Bengals wide receivers are a lot better than the Browns wide receivers, and uh, they just can't uh, lose this game, and uh, I think they know that. So uh, I've been unsuccessful two weeks in a row picking the Bengals, but I'm going to try it again. I'm picking the Bengals. Okay, and let's head down to Tennessee, where the 0-2 Titans, uh, who were the number one seed in the AFC last week and have looked anything like that, uh, or I should say have not looked anything like that, Welcoming in the 0-2 Raiders. How do you see this one breaking down? So the Bengals were a playoff team last year that are 0-2, but both of these teams uh, were playoff teams last year, and they are also both 0-2. The Titans just barely lost to the Giants. That wasn't a good start at all to the season, losing to the Giants at home. Then they got destroyed by the Bills, which is understandable, but still it was a really bad performance all around. Then the Raiders just barely lost to the Chargers week one. They were, I believe they were up 20 to zero to the Cardinals at halftime. And then they blew it, which is unbelievable. So many blown leads last week. Um, yeah, in the AFC, in the AFC, every game counts and you, and you really can't be starting 0-2. So if you lose, if whoever loses this will probably not be making the playoffs. Um, the Titans will be without left tackle Taylor Luan and linebacker Bud Dupree. So Harold Landry, one of their great linebackers, one of one of their good linebackers, he tore his ACL right before the season started. They were gonna they were gonna rely on him and Bud Dupree to get a lot of sacks, but Landry's out for the season and Dupree is out for this game. So the Raiders are Derek Carr is probably gonna have a lot of time to throw. The Titans' offense has just been average. Uh, so I think the Raiders will win, but it'll be a close one. I think. Do you think if the Titans continue to struggle that we might see more Malik Willis? Is that a possibility that Tannehill loses his job this season? Uh, if he keeps continuing to play poorly, then you probably will. Then Malik Willis will probably see the field eventually. All right, let's uh, do an NFC East battle where the Washington Commanders at one and one will welcome in the two and zero Eagles, and the Eagles look like the class of the NFC East right now. Yeah, they do. Perhaps one of the NFC's best teams overall uh they beat the lions in a shootout and people thought um i me and other people i thought that the uh eagles versus vikings game would be competitive as did most people but no they ended up uh winning that game 24 to 7 so looking like a really good team the offensive line is good the running game is good jalen hurts is doing great as a running as a runner and a passer aj brown playing really well and uh the Commanders got the win week one against the Jaguars, but then they uh, didn't show up against the Lions, really. They were down 22-0 at one point, tried coming back, but failed doing to, failed to do so. Uh, I actually didn't realize this, but this was actually this is actually Carson Wentz's first game going up against the Eagles, the team that drafted him uh, years ago. Um, the Eagles ha- are looking really good, but they... 
but it's a short week for them and it's a road game and in and with a divisional game anything can happen i think the commanders will make it close but i think the eagles will will win it all right and let's head out to i almost said san diego let's head out to los angeles where the one and one chargers uh will welcome in the one and one jaguars uh chargers have a very big question mark yeah which makes it nearly impossible to um, pick this game. The Chargers came so close to beating the Chiefs on the road on Thursday night football against the Chiefs, despite not having Keenan Allen. There was a 99-yard pick six or interception returned for a touchdown by this rookie cornerback named Jalen Watson. If that didn't happen, the Chargers would have, would have probably won it. But Herbert was diagnosed with a fractured rib cartilage after the game, so... Um, Herbert, uh, we, we truly have no idea if he's going to play or not. They say he most likely will be, but I was just on NFL Network and they said he will probably be, probably be a game time decision, which makes this game impossible to pick. Uh, I remember in watching the game in the final minutes with the Chargers versus the Chiefs, uh, there was like a third and one that Herbert could have ran for, but he just threw it to like, he just threw it and not very far. But then right after that, he had a really good throw. So I, if he does play, I don't really know how he'll look. Well, the doctors will, would, have, would have had to clear him, so he will probably be, he would probably be the Justin Herbert we all know. But um, he's a game-time decision, and if I was Brandon Staley, I wouldn't be playing him until he's 100%, and we don't really know if he is. So the thing is, if Herbert plays, then the Chargers will probably win. And if he does not play, then the Jaguars definitely win. So because I, we truly have no idea, I'm going to assume they mark him. I'm, I'm going to assume he's will, he will be inactive at the last second, and I'll pick the Jaguars, I guess. All right, let's head out to State Farm Stadium in Arizona, where the 1-1 one one Cardinals will be welcoming in the 1-1 one one Rams. Um the Cardinals coming off an impressive comeback victory last week. Uh, how do you see this one playing out? Yeah, the Cardinals were really lucky to get that win against the Raiders. Kyler Murray had some ridiculous uh, runs in that game, keeping plays alive and uh, to, to extend plays. And the, the comeback was done without without Rondale Moore or Andy Isabella. And DeAndre Hopkins is suspended the first six games of the season, so I really couldn't believe they they were able to pull it off. And the Rams uh, looked great on offense against the Falcons. They were up 28-3 to at one point, but would later go on to win 31-27. to The Falcons almost uh, made a comeback, but fell just short. Um, this has the potential to be a shootout. Um, both, neither, neither defense is, neither, neither defense has looked all that great, but the Rams, uh, have a better defensive players than, than the Raiders do. They've got Aaron Donald, who's a future Hall of Famer. They got they brought over Bobby Wagner, and then Jalen Ramsey's uh, a great lockdown cornerback. Uh, as the, it has the potential to be a shootout, and uh, Sean McVay has has just straight up dominated the Cardinals. He's only lost to them one time, so I think the Rams will beat the Cardinals again. Okay, uh, let's head up to Seattle, where your least favorite team, the Seahawks at 1-1, one one, will be welcoming in the 0-2 Falcons in this Battle of the Birds. Yeah, the uh, 
I thought the Seahawks would have would uh, play somewhat well against the 49ers, but um, I was a little wrong. Uh, they had the, um, the the crazy upset against the Broncos that no one really saw coming, and uh, the, they lost twenty-seven to seven to the 49ers, and the touchdown was a blocked field goal, a blocked field goal touchdown. So they were essentially shut out in a way. And the defense uh, has been pretty bad through three through, through two games. Uh, they they beat the Broncos, but the Broncos had two fumbles in the end zone, and they basically moved all over the field in that game. And the Falcons, a lot of people think they might be the worst team in the NFL, which they could have the number one overall pick by the end of the year. But I'm really I really am impressed with how they've played despite uh, being 0-2. People thought the Saints and Rams would crush them, but the Falcons led 26 to 10 against the Saints um, before blowing that one. And then they were down 28 to 3 to the Rams, and it looked like a blowout, but then they ended up almost coming back. So uh, the Seahawks are definitely not as good as the Saints or the Rams, but the Seahawks are at home. It's a it's a hard place to play. And I think the offense will probably get back on track. So I'm going to pick the Seahawks to win, but it wouldn't be surprising if the Falcons get their first win of the season. Okay, and the last game of the 4 o'clock slate, uh, we go down to Tampa where the 2-0 and Bucks will welcome in the 1-1 one one Packers. Uh, both of these teams seeming to be maybe like shadows of their former selves. Uh, maybe. I still think the... Uh, I still think the Buccaneers are going to be a good team. It's just uh, some, they're just trying to figure some stuff out in the beginning of the year. Um, there's the, the Buccaneers are dealing with some new pieces on the offensive line that they're, and uh, they have been playing pretty well for the most part, but um, their wide receiver room has been, uh, it looks great, uh, but um, they're not going to have most of these wide receivers and they haven't really, had um, all of these guys fully healthy for an entire game, really. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Julio Jones all played against the Cowboys, but Godwin left with an injury in that game. And uh, Godwin is out for this game. Mike Evans is out for this game after his role in the fight between the Buccaneers and the, and the Saints. He is sus- suspended for this game. And Julio Jones is an unknown for this game, but... They still have some good wide receivers. They, they have a lot of depth, but um, if Jones doesn't play, there's going to be, uh, it's, it's, it might be tough to move the ball. They'll still have Russell Gage, Brashad Perriman, and Cole Beasley, who they just signed this week in, week in addition to Cameron Brait and Kyle Rudolph at tight end. But it could be really tough to move the ball the ball against this Packers defense, which uh, which played well against the Bears. They won, the Packers won 27 to 10. I, I we all knew that Rodgers would uh, would play well after the loss against the Vikings. It was the their home opener, and it was prime time against the Bears. So we all saw it coming. The wide receivers played a lot better than they did in Week One, and Aaron Jones had over 100 rushing yards. But um, this Buccaneers um, this this matchup will be tough going up against the Buccaneers. It's on the road. They've got great defensive players, and um, the Packers wide receiver room is still a little meh as well they're going to be without sammy sammy watkins one of their one of the who they signed in free agency so rogers is probably going to be relying on randall cobb alan lazard and these uh two rookie wide receivers christian watson and romeo dobbs are probably going to be relied on but um 
I think it's going to be a, a defensive battle, but um, I think the Packers caught the Buccaneers at a good time. So I think they're going to get the upset here. If the Buccaneers had Evans and Godwin, they, I'm sure they would probably win, but because they don't and because they might not have Julio Jones either, that's I, I'm going with the Packers. All right. Upset alert. Uh, let's go for the Sunday night game to Mile High in Denver, where the 1-1 Broncos will welcome in the 1-1 49ers, who have a new old quarterback. <laughs> yeah, the 49ers went into the season with Trey Lance as their starter. They were really trying to trade Jimmy Garoppolo somewhere, um, and people thought they would either do that or release him. But at the end, he actually just took a, he restructured his contract just to, just to remain the backup. And it was a good thing that they did that because, unfortunately, Trey Lance suffered an ankle injury that required surgery, and he's out for the rest of the season. It was really, uh, it, it was really terrible to see that. And we still really, really don't know what Lance is, and we're going to have to wait until next season to find that out, I suppose. But Garoppolo is still a good quarterback. The team knows what uh, they have in him, a good player who, who is a good quarterback who's efficient and doesn't make a lot of mistakes. And uh, he's expected to have George Kittle for this game, he, which is great because he, he missed the first two games. And the Broncos, uh, this has not been what I've what anyone has expected so far. They're 1-1, one one, really should be 2-0. and oh. They should have gone for the field goals instead of... They should have gone for the field goals on those, uh, go, on the, on those end zone trips. Uh, a lot of criticism over first-year coach Nathaniel Hackett. A lot of penalties. I think they've had 10 penalties in back-to-back games. Play calling has been weird. And, um, yeah, things just don't seem uh, all that all that great right now. Um, I, know, I know against the Texans, there was no Jerry Judy or KJ Hamler, which complicated things. But, yeah, a lot of, a lot of penalties. And the play calling has been weird, to say the least. And... Uh, with Jimmy Garoppolo, I feel a lot more confident about the 49ers than I did with Trey Lance, even though I'm sure Trey Lance would, would have probably been good. But uh, this is a real, a real toss-up. Judy Hamler and cornerback Patrick Sertan II are all questionable. Uh, so this is a real toss-up, but I think I'll go with the 49ers. Okay, let's wrap it up with the Monday night game, which features the, yes, you are hearing correctly, the 2-0 Giants welcoming in the 1-1 Cowboys in a pretty big NFC East battle. Yes, the Cowboys are 1-1. They they lost 19-3 to the Buccaneers, where the defense played pretty well, but the offense didn't. Dak Prescott left at the end, near the end of the fourth quarter with a thumb injury, which required surgery, but... He's expected to be back a lot sooner than they thought, which is good for them. But so, but against the, against the Bengals last week, backup quarterback Cooper Rush played that game. I thought I thought the game versus the Vikings last year was just him being lucky, but no, he won. The, he won again, so now he's two and zero as a starter somehow. But I still think he's just lucky. And the Giants are, have been getting have been getting the wins, but they have just barely been doing them. A win is a win, but. Um, I think this will be a tough matchup. Rush is 2-0 as a starter, and the defense has a ton of talent, and they have been playing pretty well. Um, so the Giants are 2-0, and Cooper Rush is 2-0 as a starter. So uh, 
something's going to happen here that either the rush is going to lose his first game as a starter or the giants lose their first game. And, um, until rush loses a start, I guess I'm going to have to go with the Cowboys here, even though I really want to pick the giants. Okay. Maybe, uh, maybe you did the reverse, uh, jinx on them. So we'll see what happens. Uh, as always, thank you for listening. Don't forget to follow Brennan on Twitter at PhD in NFL. And make sure you head over and check out his work at QBList.com. And uh, thanks a lot. We'll see you next time.